Hello and welcome to today's episode of Women's Football Success. This is episode 1833. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about taxes because we're getting ready to finish up the year. I'm going to talk about taxes for uh, the football team and also taxes for potentially paid players or people that are paying, getting paid to play if we have any of those listening. Um, Real quick, I'm in my downtown office today. There is a railroad track just not far away, and you can hear the train going by, so I hope that doesn't disturb us too, too much. Um, and then I'm also going to talk about, uh, I think it's about 30 different small businesses um, that you can, uh, types of businesses that you can look for, um, for sponsorship opportunities for the team or the player. And then I'm going to also offer you guys an awesome giveaway that we got from uh one of uh, the companies that we're working with. I'm really excited today. We have a ton going on. So let me start real quick. Um, I'm going to go over, first of all, kind of the calendar of women's football that I put together. You guys had from um, a couple of months ago, I put together this calendar. So I'm going to go ahead and um, work with you on that and see where we're at. I apologize. You can hear dings going on in the background. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, but real quick, again, today is episode 1833. My name is Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington, and I am co-owner of the Dallas Elite, along with Maria Spencer and my husband, Mike Ellington. And then I also do um, some other businesses. I am also an attorney. Um, so my disclaimer is that I am an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas, but I am not your attorney. All the information that I provide on this radio show, on the blog, in the digital materials, in the ebooks, and um, anywhere else you see it is for business information purposes only. It does not constitute an attorney client relationship. So if you have an issue, you want to look for an attorney licensed to practice law in your jurisdiction with experience in the type of law that you have an issue in. With that being said, I'm really, really super excited to be here. Um, it's just after the Thanksgiving holiday, so shout out to all the people that had a wonderful, safe holiday Thanksgiving. Hope you had lots of turkey and ham and pumpkin pie and all those wonderful things. Um, we had a great time. I'll put some pictures up on Facebook about um, what we do during our Thanksgiving holiday. Um, but I wanted to first, real quick, we have a lot of stuff to get to today, so I wanna make sure that I work on it. Um, first of all, um, I'm not going to put out there any tryouts, new tryouts that are coming out. If you want to hear about those, you can either go to past episodes um, about what tryouts are happening um, coming in December or even this weekend. Uh, the Dallas Elite are holding a final invitation only tryout um, for a specific type of person. So we'll be doing that on Saturday, December 1st. With that being said, most Teams are probably finishing up their tryouts. There's some teams that still have two and three going on in December. Um, but for the most part, most of the teams have had several tryouts already. So again, earlier in the year, I put together kind of a basic calendar of kind of things or tasks that you want to get done each month. So in November, you probably held most of your final tryouts um, before the holidays but you may have a couple still going on through December. 
one of the things that's really good to start in November is uh, sharing nutrition and diet options for your new players because a lot of these new players have come on to new teams. They're not sure um, about nutrition and diet regimen, especially going into Thanksgiving and Christmas. So if you your team has any specifics or any guidelines or any suggestions for um, what new players should be doing, um, this is a great time to share that information with them. Also, you want to prepare for events, um, any kind of volunteering you're doing in the community. And last week I shared uh, five or six different ways that you can volunteer in the community, whether it's going to a parade, whether it's helping at a soup kitchen, whether it's collecting canned goods and taking them for donations. All those things help, um, especially during this time of year. And then starting here in December, um, typically we take off for the holidays. Um, spending time with family um, before kind of it's the calm before the storm if you consider the holidays the calm but um, this is the time when you get to really relax and hang out we typically hold our signing uh, party in December or first thing in January depending on how the calendar works out and um we like to be able to have some festive times with the football players. It was really fun to have a party with all 50 players and all their friends and family. It's really nice. So if you guys are thinking about that, I put some information on the in the newsletter and on the Women's Football Success page about holding a Christmas party or holiday party. But this is really a good time to kind of evaluate where things are with your team. Um, do you feel like you have enough players? Do you feel like... Um, the number that you have right now is, you know, if you subtract 20 to 25%, is that going to give you the number you want coming January, February, or ultimately in April? So it's a really good time to determine how much planning still needs to be done and what you need to really jump in on in December. December is really tricky because holding tryouts is difficult because a lot of people are already planned out. They they have their schedules out for Christmas parties and holiday parties and uh, company parties, etc. So it makes it really hard to schedule a lot of things if you haven't already done so. And then also establishing a preseason workout. So typically teams get started in January with uh, preseason workouts. But again, you have all these new girls on the team that aren't sure what to do or how to do things or what's expected of them. So now is a great time to maybe get out some documents about pre-pre-season pre workouts for girls to start, you know, getting toned up and getting in shape and, and getting ready to go. I also have, if you guys haven't seen it yet, um, I have a football 101 guide that is very uh, basic. I love it. Um, it's about, let me see here. I think it's 10 pages. Mm -hmm. I share it with my team. Yeah, it's it's 10 pages. I'm going to say it's eight pages of content, but it has a table of contents and all that good stuff. But So what I talk about in the Football 101 guide is terms, uh, offensive football field, defensive football, basic rules, more information, that kind of thing. And I go into, you know, what a fumble is, what an interception is, who the kicker is, what a kickoff is. And it's kind of a an, uh, an all-inclusive little booklet for women that are getting started in women's football. I'm going to go ahead and put that probably, um, I'm going to put that in my Women's Football Success Facebook group so that people can get a copy of that. Because any of these new 
players that are coming out there are thirsting for information. So it's really important to get it to them. So if you are confused in any way about what you need to be doing for your women's football team in November and December, as a player, uh, get focused on nutrition and diet and also doing pre-preseason workouts. Anything will help if you're not getting guidance from a team or they don't have a set specific structure of things that you need to do. Um, getting out there and just building um, your cardio um, ability to breathe and push longer is, is great for women's football. So make sure that you get in on that diet and nutrition and the pre-preseason workouts for players. For teams, this is time to finish up those tryouts, get your numbers at a good spot, and then start planning for January. I'm going to shift really quick because one of the things that we talked about last week was um, planning and, and business aspects, but uh, I talked to some people that want to know about tax information. Now, let me do another disclaimer really quick. I am not your tax advisor. If you have any questions about your taxes, your specific taxes, you need to go see somebody that um, can be your specific tax advisor, an accountant, a bookkeeper, whatever that is. Um, some of the teams, because of the way that they're structured, they're required to um, get a CPA to do their taxes. So um, know that if you're if you're a nonprofit, you have specific um, requirements for that. But what I want to talk about is a lot of the teams, you know, struggle with finances year to year, and it's important to understand what potential tax write-offs are for a team and for a player. So really quick, um, let's talk about a player standpoint and then the team, and then I'll talk about all the different write-off possibilities for both, okay? Because both of them have the potential to be, have write-offs. So as a team, obviously it is a, a business entity as long as they've um, done the right steps to create a business entity, whether that's a sole proprietorship, a partnership, an LLC, a corporation, a nonprofit, etc. Now, a, a individual player can be its own entity, its own LLC. You can either sign up to become an LLC individually as a person with your own name, or you can do it as a sole proprietorship and put it on your taxes under um, Schedule C on a your taxes on the a 1040 form. So either way, if you are a player that is getting any kind of income from their football and there's the possibility that the team could make you a subcontractor with a 1099 so any money that is given to you for football or income from football is given to you on a 1099 form and then you are able to make that your business as a as a person, sole proprietorship, and then deduct specific write-offs or specific deductions that are allowed for small businesses. So there's probably a handful of ladies out there that are getting paid to play at this point, um, but if there is any potential for that, for women's football teams, um, setting a player up uh, to be paid can be done through a subcontractor situation. If I talked to one gentleman, he says that in his state that he's not allowed to um, make people employees 
or he has to provide insurance. That's that's probably that's true in most states, I would think. Um, but as a subcontractor with a 1099, as long as they meet the guidelines for a subcontractor, then you would be in the clear to be able to pay a player and a player to be able to write off deductions from their pay. So if that makes any sense or doesn't make any sense at all, what the best place to go to is irs.gov, type in employee versus subcontractor, and there's kind of a yes, no checklist that determines whether that person is an employee or a subcontractor. And it's not a specific finite yes or no answer. Typically, it's if, it, if they fall more into the category of subcontractor, they're a subcontractor. If you check more things on the side of an employee, they're an employee. But that's your perception. It doesn't mean that the, the government would perceive it the same way. So you have to be cautious about that. But again, you're going to want to connect with your own financial advisor or bookkeeper or accountant um, when dealing with this, if you are a paid player in women's football, okay? Same thing for a team. You've set up an entity and you are doing business. I've put together a list of about 40 things that pertain to women's football. There are probably a handful, maybe 10, maybe 15 other additional things that you may also be eligible for writing off if you are a paid player or a paid business. So I'm just gonna run down the list of those. Um, any kind of advertising you do or promotions, so you go and you print off uh, flyers or you get a banner or something like that um, to represent yourself at a sporting event, that's a, a tax write-off. Auto expenses and mileage, okay, a lot of people, this starts to get big when you're talking about women's football. And if you're a paid player, right, you get an income of such and such amount of money, but you have this auto expense and mileage to get to and from games, to and from practices, etc. Any kind of bank fees that are associated with your business, any um, interest expenses. So for example, uh, this pertains more to a women's football team. If you took out a loan um, to fund your team, any interest expense is going to be a tax write-off. Business licenses. So if you had to go out and get an LLC, sign up for an LLC, and it's $500 in your area, that's a tax write-off. Any insurance. So if you're a paid, so good example is if you are a paid player and you went and got an additional um, major medical insurance, that insurance um, may be deductible. Any costs of goods sold. For example, you purchase T-shirts. Um, and then, or let's say, I don't know, you purchase cups and you have something etched on them, the costs of those goods before you sold them um, get subtracted from how much you made from them. Any membership dues, so for example, if you're with a league and you pay a membership due, that's a tax write-off for any women's football team, okay? So I know there's a lot of, you know, hooping and hollering about uh, membership fees, but uh, Teams that pay a membership fee, whether it's two thousand or nine nine fifty or fourteen or whatever it is, um, that's a tax write-off. Okay, um, education. Any kind of educational courses that you're taking to benefit your women's football team would be a tax write-off. So, um, any webinars on accounting, for example, or um, 
you know, profitable ways to start a women's football team. We're, we have some classes that do that. But again, any kind of basic classes as well, a business degree classes for a player. If a player takes some classes on, you know, some kind of extra coaching class that they attended and it cost them $300, um, they could write the cost of that education to be a better football player on there. Any gifts and prizes. So say, for example, you guys have a party um, at a club this weekend and you guys give away prizes to the first 10 people that come in the door. Those can be tax deductible. Any home office. Now, a football player probably will not have a home office for being a football player, but a football team would have a home office potentially. Any legal and professional fees. You're getting an accountant to do this, that fee is deductible. Then you can talk about meals and entertainment. Now, this is a tricky one. So every time you, as a business, as a women's football team, if you meet with somebody about business and you go to dinner with them, then that is potentially a tax write-off. It's a percentage. It's not the full amount. Now, you got to be careful with this because, for example, a team, let's say a player wants to deduct every meal that they had with another teammate. Probably not going to work, um, and that would throw some red flags. But if you go and you meet with, say, for example, a company that wants to do an ad or campaign and they want you to be in their magazine article or TV spot and you have dinner with them, and you pay for your dinner, then you could potentially write that off, okay? Um, any merchant processing, so a lot of teams nowadays have um, some sort of PayPal or a Square or something. Any of those fees that you pay is a tax deduction. So a lot of people get to, into, oh my gosh, I don't wanna pay 0.9% of my $10 ticket. Well, that's, you know, minimal minimal amount of money to be able to accept credit cards and it's a tax write-off. So um, it's a it's a good benefit for to your team and it makes sense to have it. Any office expenses, any envelopes, paper clips, printer paper, ink, ink for your printer, all those things um, can be deducted. Any kind of repairs on your office equipment, repairs to your computer, anything like that. Okay. This next one, for women's football teams, you can have a tax deduction for subcontractors. So where earlier I talked about players being a subcontractor, so you're paying them to play. The money you pay to the subcontractor is a write-off, okay? A additional things, rent. So if you're renting a, a building, a facility, maybe a storage facility to store all the football equipment, uh, your telephone, so for example, you have an iPhone and you use it for women's football only, that would be 100% deductible for women's football. Now you use it for partially personal use and partially um, another business and another business, then you'd have to divide that by four different things because you're not using it all for women's football. But you would need to talk to your accountant about how that would be divided up. Travel expenses, so... It's amazing how many people um, don't think about this, but if you had to travel to go to the Women's Football Alliance team meeting, that's a tax write-off within reason. Now, if you spent $5,000 at the casino while you were there, 
that's not a tax write-off. But your travel, your hotel expense is a tax write-off, okay? Anything having to do with your bus or van rental, tax write-off. Gasoline, outdoor practice facility, indoor practice facility. So all these teams that are um, really concerned about having the expenses of the practice facility, those are all tax write-offs because it's something that you have to have for your women's football team. Let's get to game day. So concession stand items, anything that you buy. So you buy five boxes of hot dogs and you sell them for such and such amount. You get to subtract the cost of the first of the boxes you bought. Very similar to the cost of goods sold, okay? Um, other concession stand items would be forks, knives, napkins, cups, etc. possibly for your concession stand. Party favors. So I talked earlier about this party that your team puts on and you have giveaways. What about if that party had a theme like, I don't know, rock and roll and you bought a bunch of party favors with the theme of rock and roll? Those are tax deductible. Practice equipment, player equipment. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. So practice equipment. As a team, if you buy a bunch of dummies and, uh, I don't know, a ladder, different things like that, those are all tax deductions to the business. Player equipment, let's talk about this two different ways. So if the team owns the player equipment that, and the team purchases the player equipment, the team can write off player equipment. If the player buys the player equipment, the team can't write it off. But now if the player is a paid player and they buy their own equipment, it is a write-off. So again, that's something you'd have to talk directly to your accountant about in your specific scenario. Um, I'm not giving you accounting advice or legal advice. I'm just saying that these are potential write-offs for your taxes as a women's football team or as a football player. Again, party decor. So if you're hanging a, a chandelier or a globe or or something some kind of decorations maybe you'll have table decorations tablecloths etc any of those kind of things are tax deductible food okay so we talked a little bit earlier about meals and entertainment but what if you hold a party for your team and you provide all the food and it costs you two hundred dollars that could potentially be a tax write-off because you're not selling those things it's not a cost of goods sold right Okay, so hotels. If you provide a hotel for the players to stay at, you can deduct the cost of the hotels. Uh, even footballs. If you, you know, you buy, when you're with the WFA, you get a certain number of footballs with your membership. Now, if you buy 10 more from them, that's a tax write-off. If you buy 10 more from Academy Sports, that's a tax write-off. Coaches' uniforms. Any coaches' shirts, jerseys, uh T-shirts, shorts, sweatpants, whatever. Um, those can be tax write-offs if you're making them and giving them to the, the coaches. Some teams, the coaches pay for their coaches' shirts. Um, so that would be a different scenario. The coach could the coach could possibly use that as a tax write-off for his situation. Okay, so any tryout materials. So you got clipboards, you got pencils, you got papers, um, you got stopwatches, all those things are tax deductions. Uh, and I already put that on there. Stopwatches, clipboards. Okay, what about apps on your phone? Do you have any apps on your phone that you pay for for women's football? Those could potentially be um, tax write-offs. Social media software. So a lot of teams, um, 
uh, your Wix site for your internet uh, or your GoDaddy account, all those things are tax deductible. And then merchandise goes back to cost of goods sold. So if you say, for example, cost of goods sold really focuses on you buy one item, you add something to it, and then you sell it, you can subtract the two things that you put into that product. So for example, the t-shirt and screen printing. If you did both of those, you can subtract those. Now, if you buy the merchandise already with the t-shirt and the screen printing done, and it's $12 and you sell it for 15, then you can deduct the $12 part of it. You only made $3 of that, right? So you don't have to claim $15 in revenue, you claim $3 in revenue. Okay, what about ticket printing? You know, all those tickets that you give out for um, season passes and individual tickets, any of that kind of printing that you have done um, is a tax deduction. Um, and then I talked earlier, banners, flyers, any of those things are tax deductions as long as they have to do with your women's football team or you as a player if you are a paid player. So um, I hope that isn't too overwhelming, but there are a ton of tax write-offs when you are a women's football team. So I'm going to share this on the Women's Football Success site and also on the team page. Real quick, before I go any further, um, I am doing a giveaway. Now, I have set up, and I haven't really started it yet, but I have a group on Facebook, Women's Football Success Group. We have some pending people coming on. I'm really wanting to wait until we have several people pending on the Women's Football Success Group. Um, to get it going because it also takes more time out of other activities that I have to do. But what I'm doing is the first 100 people that sign up to be a part of the Women's Football Success Facebook group are entered to win. I'm going to get them some water bottles for the sideline. Looks like six or eight. I got to look at, there's two different carriers here. So um, I'm going to say six, and if you get eight, you'll get an extra surprise. But I, for the first 100 people that sign up for Women's Football Success Facebook group, I am going to pull out five names, and those five names, I'm going to send them a set of six water bottles for their team and a carrier for those water bottles so that you can have those on the sidelines First 100 football players, coaches, owners, whatever, first 100 that sign up, the five of those that we pick the names of, they have to be WFA teams only. So when you log in to be a part of the Women's Football Success Facebook group, it asks you some questions. We then verify that information that you are a part of a team in the Women's Football Alliance. So I am going to give five lucky winners a set of six water bottles with a water bottle carrier to have at their football games for their team. First 100. Okay, so let's get on real quick some more good information. Next, I'm going to talk about there's about 30 different small business 
categories that I want to share with you guys that are potential women's football sponsors. So whether you are a team looking for a sponsorship or an individual looking for a sponsorship, many of the teams in women's football uh, require the player to go out and get a sponsor. Well, and whether it's a requirement or it's an option, it is a fabulous way for a player not to have to pay to play football, okay? So whether you're a paid player or not, let's start there. Going out and getting sponsorships, a lot of team, a lot of people on teams are iffy about whether they should get out there and talk to people about sponsorships. They really kind of feel uncomfortable um, talking to people about sponsorships. You need to think of it in a different way. Um, what you're doing as a player or as a support staff member of a women's football team, you are offering people a huge opportunity. Women's football is growing. It's getting better and better each year. They have an opportunity to get in on the ground level. I mean, obviously, it's been around a lot, a lot of years, so it's not necessarily the ground level. But in women's football today, it is. So getting somebody to sponsor you at this time and them being able to have the opportunity to be seen by your potential fans in the stands and different um, communication about them at your games, on your websites, is a huge opportunity for many of these companies. So you need to get away from looking at it as you're asking people for money, but you are offering huge opportunities to people. And you can find somebody that can sponsor you. I have no doubt about it. We have several players on our team that get several sponsors per year and get paid the additional money over what their player fees are and everything. So it's there's a huge opportunity. So I want you guys to Think of this from a player standpoint or from a support staff standpoint that sponsorships are a way to connect with the community and let their business grow while your business is growing, okay? Now teams, teams struggle with getting sponsorships each year. And depending on what your goals are, you may have a goal of getting 10, 20, 30, $40,000 in sponsorships. So it's not ideal to start in March or April trying to get sponsorships for April. You really need to start now or in the next couple weeks getting your sponsorships set up. So I've put together a list that I share with my players and I share with other teams um, to share with their players as well. You only need a few sponsorships, but the more the merrier, right? I mean, the more sponsorships you have, the less money that the players need to come up with and the less money the owners need to come up with. So here are 30-ish small business categories for potential sponsorships, okay? I'm gonna start with some regularly known, um, but if you can run into, I usually go towards women business owners because that's what I talk to all the time. So I'm very comfortable talking with them and it's very easy for me to do, but you may wanna branch out into other businesses that are male owned. Um, not, I don't have anything against men or male owned businesses, but um, I really like to share the opportunity with women owned businesses. So most of my ideas come from the women owned business side, but you certainly 
would love a sponsorship from anybody else, right? So um, I go to the, you know, the Avons, the Mary Kay, um, the Sensi, 31 Gifts. I'm trying to think of all the different ones. Um, there's Tupperware, there's all these different, a beach body, um, company, people that are representatives of an organization. And you could get small donations from them. Um, but what they really want is exclusivity. So they want to be the only Avon or the only Mary Kay or the only makeup provider, makeup product provider. So you might be able to categorize it that way. But I want to get the ball rolling and, and get kind of your mind thinking about different kinds of things. So people to talk to in your community about potential sponsorships, whether it's a $100 sponsorship or a $1,000 sponsorship. We're talking cake decorators, photographers, um, people that do flea market upsells. So they go to flea markets, find products, and then they clean them up, fix them up, make them prettier and sell them for 10 times as much in their shop. Go to those shops because they have a lot of extra cash um, to be able to get their um, boutique or shop known in the community. Uh, car washes. I said beach body a little bit earlier. Anybody that has the nutrition, um, Advocare is another one. And there's a couple more. You can go hit up the dog groomer. Um, companies that do engraving, home care, pest control, insurance real estate agents. You know, real estate agents um, are very similar to financial advisors um, and attorneys per se, um, that they, they want to build relationships with people. So they realize that putting an ad in for you today may not, um, may not, uh, come to fruition today, they know that when you go and want to buy a house, you may remember their face. Um, anything of uh, financial investments companies, um, people that work with, trying to think of a company that's out there um, that's more turnkey, but Edward Jones, those kinds. Of, there's one that's another, uh, Prime America. Prime America um, is a good one that people will want to connect uh, with a company. They, they want to get their name out there. Um, they have limited funds, but they want to do it in a efficient, efficient, effective way. Um, errand services, personal shoppers, event planners, uh, jewelry. Um, anybody that has like a jewelry catalog, there's several different companies that do that. But even if it's just a jewelry store in the area, um, beauty products, any boutique, some of these... Um, there's a lot popping up these days where they're like teen to young, young adult fashion um, and they're really set in a boutique style. So, you know, jeans are in the $100 to $150 range. Some of those companies have, really want to connect with some up and coming organizations and women's football is just that. Um, web designers, gift basket uh, makers, cleaning businesses, um, one of the great ideas that I had a long time ago that we did that was very successful is um, having the cleaning business um, give you some gift certificates to give away. Um, so then they get potential clients. Uh, makeup artists, uh, pet merchandise, candles, um, crafts people. So anybody that has like a shop on Etsy, Etsy, I don't know how you want to say Etsy. Um, 
if they have products that relate to the people that are going to be in your stands and be buying tickets at your games, that might be a potential pl place to um, get some sponsorship money. Social media consultants or social media um, managers, there's a lot of people online that are doing that that are looking for business. Household organizing companies, hair salons. I think that's about 30 to 35 um, different categories that I thought would be good to get out to women's football teams to see if they can start getting some potential uh, sponsors. Okay, so I hope that kind of helps you with um, ideas for going out there and talking to potential people about sponsorships. The next thing I wanted to talk about is content calendar. Now, within the Women's Football Success Newsletter, I've put out a couple different things as samples of how to do a content calendar, okay? So let's talk about real quick, what is a content calendar? And this is good for football players and for teams, okay? So if you're a football player and you're trying to brand yourself as a successful football player, then it is important for you to keep up on your social media on a weekly, if not daily basis, okay? In the past, I've done a couple different things with the Women's Football Success Newsletter, giving um, ideas for what to put into a content calendar. And I made a sample content calendar for, for teams. And then I also wanted to share some other things. This is the simplest um, way to do a content calendar, most simple. So um, I'm gonna talk about a team first and then I'm gonna kind of switch it a little bit for players, okay? So the simplest way to do a content calendar um, is go to your Google Docs, your Google Drive in the calendars, make a calendar or go into your, um, your Google Calendar. You can make several different calendars in there if you don't know that. Um, so you could technically have like your work calendar, your vacation calendar, and, and then your football calendar. But ideally what you want to do is take the month that's coming up. So let's talk about December. So first you want to put in any holidays that you are going to want to put content out about. Uh, so there's Christmas, there's New Year's Eve, there's Christmas Eve, there's St. Nicholas Day, all these different days, right? And I have a book over here. Sorry. I have an organizer for my organizer. So let me tell you, for December, there are so many holidays that I put on my content cal calendar because I want to make sure that I really hit some things and, and I can create some some content that's that I create quickly and it's not taking me days if it takes you three hours to create a piece of content every day, then um, you are wasting time. So there's, so in December alone, you know, obviously there's the regular holidays, but there's Bacon Day. Hold on just a second. Um, there's, there's Eggnog Day, there's Baked Cookies Day, there's Poinsettia Day, Bathtub Party Day, okay? These are, dates that I am specifically going to make some awesome content for my um, social media and put it out there. 
The great thing about this is it fills up several days. So I put something on my calendar about every other day um, because I want things to move, but I also want to be able to um, put things on as I'm thinking of them. So there's a lot of live, I guess, live social media content. And then there's a lot of planned social media content. Because I'm so busy, I like to plan out 80% of it and then put some live on there from time to time. But there's ice cream day, there's Christmas caroling day, um, what is this, cut out a snowflake day, I mean, all different kinds of things. So the simplest way to put together your content calendar, starting with December, is put down all the holidays that you want to put content out, specific content that is meaningful to you and will share a message with your potential customers. The other things that teams wanna focus on is if you could just fill in your calendar with a player profile, an article, upcoming events, holidays, thank yous, shout outs, and promotions. So these are kind of the seven categories of things for your super simple December calendar. And what you do is you would rotate those different things because you wouldn't want to put out a player profile, player profile, player profile, three days in a row or three times in a week, um, people start to get bored with that. So you want to go to your calendar and maybe I call it peppering, salt and peppering. Um, but in between the holidays that you've locked in that you know you want to celebrate, do a shout out to a sponsor and maybe do that once a week or once every two weeks. And then put something in there about an upcoming event. And then put something on another week about an article and then another profile for a player, and then a shout out, and then a promotion, um, so that you can salt and pepper your calendar and have plenty of content each week, every week, for the whole year. Just because the season doesn't start until April doesn't mean you cannot start putting out information about player profiles or coaches' profiles, etc. any kind of articles that you want to write about the team. With that being said, let's talk a little bit about the player content calendar, okay? So a lot of players are out there, they're wanting to get paid to play, right? They're wanting to be known, they're wanting to use women's football as some sort of platform for other things they wanna do. I suggest a very similar way of doing a super simple content calendar, but changing things a little bit. So again, you would have your December calendar and you would do a shout out to somebody that maybe a restaurant that you went to this week and post a picture about them. And you would do some thank yous of people that you appreciate in your life or people that have um, connected with you uh, through women's football or through guiding you into football. Um, again, putting all those holidays that you want to celebrate because your content calendar is gonna be different than your team's content calendar so you'll be able to create your own personal um, way of connecting and getting your brand uh, mission and your brand uh, view across to your potential sponsors. Ideally, you're trying to get to sponsors and potential fans that wanna come watch you play. When people come, they don't come to watch the women football team owner play. They don't care. They want to see the each individual player that they are connected with play. So rather than putting on profile tidbits about players like a team would, 
the player needs to um, share tidbits about themselves. So it could be what position you play, why you like to play that position, um, how you got started in football, a specific product that you love to wear, like a, your cleats. These are your favorite cleats. They're such and such brand. Um, you could also sell merchandise or do promotions. Um, if you have um, like t-shirts that can be customized with your name and logo or name and uh, number on them. So a player can do a social content calendar um, just as much as a football team can do a content calendar. Because the idea is ultimately we're promoting women's football and getting people into the stands and loving the idea of women's football. Why not have them watch you as a player and help you be successful as a player? I think it's a great opportunity for um, businesses to sponsor and promote women in sports. So that is an example of how you can do a super simple content calendar. So real quick, I'm just going to kind of Go through this one more time. Earlier, we talked about tax deductions for women's football teams and players. I gave you a list of a bunch of them. There's probably a handful more, probably 10, maybe two handfuls more. But ultimately, you want to talk to an accountant or bookkeeper about your specific situation, what you can write off, what you cannot, and how that will impact your overall tax liability. Okay? Then we talked about... Uh, well, before that, we talked about the basic calendar of where you should be as a women's football team and as a player. If you're not getting any guidance from a team, which, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about a team. What I'm saying is, is take it upon yourself to start your nutrition, start your drinking and diet, um, and also start your pre-pre-pre-pre-season workouts. Um, nothing's going to hurt you unless you do something that tries, that injures yourself. Um and then we talked about 30-ish small business categories that you could go out and ask for sponsorships, either as a team or as a player. And then finally, we talked about the super simple content calendar. In the past, I've put a lot of stuff out um, with Women's Football Success Newsletter to the WFA owners um, with different scenarios of how to do a, a content calendar uh, because it's really important in this day and age for the women football team to stay connected to their potential um, customers through different dialogue in different ways. And then we also did that from a player standpoint because a player is their own brand and can be very successful. Um, even if, you know, God forbid the um, team is not winning every game a player can be winning every day with uh, great sponsorships and great branding, okay? And then finally, I told you about the giveaway. The first 100 people that sign up for the Women's Football Success Group, um, they are going to be entered to win five giveaways of six water bottles and a water bottle carrier that I will send to you for your team to use throughout the season. You can also... Visit us at Women's Football Success. So Women's Football Success, you find us at supersmallbiz.com. That's where I do my business consulting for super small businesses. If you look at the link that says Women's Football um, or Women's Football Success, there's a, a 
menu that drops down for owners, support staff, coaches, and players. There's free resources in there. And I'll be putting this list of tax write-offs and uh, small business categories on there for you guys. You guys can reach out at any time. I get calls and emails and instant messages from people asking questions, and we do our best to get them going in the right direction. I hope you guys have a great week, and I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and you're getting ready for the next holiday and staying focused on women's football week after week. I really appreciate you guys' time. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you later.